When you think about your home, what type of feelings and emotions come to the surface? What do you experience? Do you think of things like peace, joy, and safety? Or are you getting feelings of frustration, anxiety, and chaos? As moms, and specifically as stay-at-home homeschooling moms who are home most of the time, we get to create the home, the atmosphere for our family. How much effort are we putting into that? How much time, how much of our energy or resources? And I'm not saying that we serve our home. We want to create a home, a place that can serve our family well, but we have to put the time and we have to put the effort into it. You don't get a home that you love to be in and that your family enjoys being in and that others enjoy as well by accident. It comes from being intentional. It comes from making choices on purpose. And this doesn't mean that your home has to be a $5 million house. That's not what I live in. (laughs) And if it is, then good for you. Wherever we find ourselves living right now, whether it is a place that you are renting or a place that you own, it doesn't matter. Wherever we are, we can create a place, an abode, a home, an atmosphere, one that our family wants to come home to, one that our family enjoys being in, and one that we can use to invite others into, a place that they can feel comfortable as well. And we get to do this, mom. We get to do it. It's not a burden. It is a joy and it can be a lot of fun. And we should do this with all of our heart, with all of that is that is within us. And I'm really excited to talk about today's topic and how we can pour well into our homes and we can do so with a spirit of joy and with a spirit of servanthood that we can offer to our family. Well, let's talk about that right now in today's episode. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Welcome to episode 60, which is the final episode here of our Living Well series that we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. So today is Living Well, Part 5, and we are going to dive into one of my most favorite topics, and that is homemaking. And this entire series has focused on different roles that we play. If you have not listened to episodes 1 through 4, you can go ahead back and listen to those now, or go ahead and listen to this one first and go back. But I would start back at the beginning, too, and listen to episode 1 to get the basis and the foundation. For this entire series. And if you have enjoyed this, I will love to hear about that. If you want to go ahead and scroll down to the bottom, you can pause this episode, scroll down to the bottom of your Apple iTunes podcast app and leave a review and let me know which part of this 
series you've enjoyed the most, or maybe there's another episode that you have enjoyed as well. You can leave multiple reviews. So if you've left a review in the past, you can do so again right now here today. I would love to get some feedback to hear if this series has something that has resonated with you, something that you have enjoyed, and maybe we can do something like this in the future as well. The verse that this uh, series has been based upon is Colossians 3.23, and my focus has been on the English Standard Version of the verse, which says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. You'll notice that word heartily in all of the different uh, episodes for this. And as I'm looking here, I'm just looking at my phone with the different translations. I had mentioned the NIV and the NLT, but as I scroll down a little bit further, I'm seeing the Berean Study Bible and the Berean Literal Bible, which I'm not super familiar with, but I like the wording of this. So the Berean Study Bible says, whatever you do, work at it with your whole being for the Lord and not for men. And the Berean literal Bible says, whatever you do, whatever you might do, work from the soul as to the Lord and not to men. Wow. I really like that wording, you know, work at it, whatever you're doing with your whole being or work from the soul. And both of them say as to the Lord and not for men, just like the ESV did as well. So I like that working heartily, working from your whole being and from the soul. Ooh, that just has a depth to it. But before I get into what could that look like and some specific ideas and tips that I have for you and just kind of what's on my heart, I want to tell you a little bit about my style when it's come to, we often think of like homemaking and we think of specific styles. Okay. So the whole, you know, Joanna Gaines farmhouse style, that was super big and been seeing things change. I'm seeing retro things coming in. It's kind of fun. I like the funky stuff. But we often think of homemaking as that, as as decorating, and it's so much more than that. But I want to tell you a little bit about, you know, let's go back to the style part. We'll get into how it's more than that. But my style has evolved over the years. We have lived in an apartment, was just James and I, lived in a townhouse. We had uh, up to two kids in that townhouse, we lived in three houses uh, since then. And they've all been different setups, obviously, of the homes and My style has been very different in some homes. The home previous to this was an actual real farmhouse. And a lot of the decor that I brought from my other house just didn't really quite jive or vibe with that. Let's just say that. Sold a lot on Facebook Marketplace and hit up a lot of like, there was a rummage barn close by and thrift stores and kind of was able to bring about things, hit a lot of antique stores just to kind of fit in with the style of the actual home. My style has also changed within homes as well. If we've lived there long enough, because you know, you really like something or like a style and then you get tired of it. So let's go back to the first apartment that we had. And I think back now, so I was working full time and James was working full time too. He worked a second shift. I was working a first uh, during the daytime. He was working a second shift and I had my evenings kind of free. It was my, uh, technically my second real uh, job after college and just working every day. And I, and I didn't have, I moved to where he was living and I didn't have friends really at all in the area. I didn't have much of a break from the everyday. I didn't have people to kind of let loose with and have fun and laugh. It was, you know, really just he and I. And I remember getting to the point, it was probably 
uh, about four, four or five months into it. And I was just burned out a bit. And so I took a mental health day, told my boss, I was like, I just need a day off. I, I need a day to just refresh and just the stress of working and what I was doing. And so I took a day off. We lived in an apartment complex and outside of the door. So you'd walk in the door and there were like two apartments that would be straight ahead. And then you walk up the stairs and there would be two apartments there. And I noticed out in front of the door for those four apartments, there were some flower beds and there was nothing being done with them. They weren't doing anything. Basically the apartment complex mowed the lawn and that was it. They didn't plant anything. There wasn't any type of evergreen. There wasn't anything that would come back every year. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to plant some flowers there because I just had this need within myself to create a home. And that was just part of it. I didn't have my own outdoor space. And so I figured that I would use what was there. So found a local nursery, went there and I picked up some flowers. And I just thought these flowers that I got were fantastic. I don't know if it was if I bought them because of the price, I don't know. I had literally never picked out flowers and had literally never planted flowers before. I had no idea what I was doing. So that day I come home and it was hot. Uh, it must've been June, July, maybe. And I planted these flowers. I worked all day. I even bought myself a watering can. Funny thing is it's been 21 years and that is the same watering can that I still have. So it must've been, must've been a good watering can. So I'm out there watering it afterwards and, and I felt really good about myself. I was so proud of the flowers that I had planted and I was like, I'm going to water them every day. This is going to be great. They're going to get big and we're going to have, you know, it was like a, those apartment complexes that you look at and there's just multiple doors. And I was like on this row, I think there might've been four of them in that building. I was like, we're going to have the best entrance of everybody because nobody else is doing anything to their entrances. <laughs> I don't know. I was young and naive. Okay. So let's go, let's fast forward a little bit here. And we're in the middle of the summer and I am using my watering can. I'm walking up to my apartment and I'm filling it up. I think probably from the bathtub going down and watering because I don't have access to a hose and every day I'm watering and these plants, uh, these flowers are not doing well at all. They're not thriving. I'm not sure if I gave up. I don't think I gave up, but looking back now, I'm sure that anybody that lived in the apartment in that was probably like, there goes that crazy girl again, watering her flowers. Little did they know and little did I know at the time. But if you have a specific place that you are going to plant flowers, you need to observe that spot and figure out, is it a lot of sunlight? Is there a lot of shade? What is it like? This space hit the sun. I, I'm trying, I'm really terrible at directions. Whichever way it faced it got the sun all day long. So I guess that would be maybe south. It got the sun all day, every day, all summer long. And these plants, these flowers that I planted were impatience. If you are not familiar with impatience, they love the shade. I had no idea that I should read the label and figure out that type of thing. So here I am trying so very hard to create some type of beauty outside of my apartment building and they weren't ever going to be great because I had planted them in the wrong type of uh, environment for them. Fast forward a year or so later, we had purchased a townhouse and had a small little area in the back that was our own grass. We had a, a little tree there. I was just so impressed by our probably, I don't know, maybe 40 square feet 
of, of area. And so underneath the tree, the tree kept it very shaded. And I had learned in the meantime that impatience enjoyed the shade. So I drove myself down to that same nursery and I bought a ton of impatience and I planted them under that tree where they got maybe a little bit of morning sunlight, but all day they got shade and these impatience grew like two feet tall. They filled it in. It was absolutely beautiful. So why am I telling you this story? When it comes to homemaking, when it comes to this desire that we have within our heart to create an atmosphere, to create an environment, we're not always going to get it right the first time, but we can always learn from those experiences and learn from those mistakes. And I think back now, and I know that those people have completely forgot about me, but at the time I'm thinking when I have observed people do things, I'm like, really? But I could tell them or, you know, let's just let them, let them figure it out. And they probably thought I was super silly because here we are just renting this apartment and we're not in charge of groundskeeping, but I just had this desire within my heart because most likely because I observed my mom and how much time and energy and beauty that she added to the home that we lived in and the property that we lived on. And she still does it even today, which is, which I absolutely love. And she was just a beautiful example to me to work heartily in my role as a homemaker. Over the years, the role of a homemaker has really taken a hit, but I am seeing that rising back up and it's, I love it. It's so fun to be able to see people saying, yes, I'm a homemaker and embracing that and doing it well and in a way that is in line with their preferences and their personality and just the atmosphere and the environment that they want to create. And so mama, how do we work heartily how do we work at homemaking with our whole being? How do we work from the soul in our homemaking? I'm going to give you just some hands on, just some tangible, practical tips here. The goal is to create a home that our family can thrive in. Not necessarily the neighbor's home, not necessarily the home that you grew up in, not necessarily the home you see on TV or that your friend has. We want to create a home that our family can thrive in. We want to be true to us. There is no style or preference on the way that a home is that's better than another. As long as we are true to ourselves, it is the perfect style and perfect way for our homes to be. So here we go. First thing is, if something in your home is not working for you, make some changes. Move that furniture. Maybe you're missing out, missing some furniture. Maybe you want a coffee table. Hit up yard sales. Get to the thrift stores. Repurpose things paint things, refinish pieces of furniture. And maybe you're saying, Lee, that is terrifying to me. I'm going to remind you that the way we learn is by actually trying and doing things. And the first couple pieces of furniture and things that I did, I look back now and I kind of shudder a little bit, but I had to do that. I had to try it out and I'm not anything perfect. I'm not, I know that some people do magnificent work on furniture and they purchase, I've had people purchase junky furniture from me and they've said, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to paint this. And I'm going to, and I know they're going to turn, they're going to make it tur look fantastic and they're going to turn a profit on it. Good for them. And most of us, that's not our goal. So your goal is to create an atmosphere, paint the furniture, paint the dresser red, if that's going to fit with your style 
or maybe it has red paint on it and you don't want red paint, go ahead and strip it. Get out your, get out the sander. There's nothing like a little bit of good hard work, especially here in the summer and get outside and do those types of things. But if something is not working for you in your home, make those changes, move around, move the couch, see how it looks somewhere else. Now I do have to say that if that you have a lot of clutter or a lot of stuff in your house, whether it's just because you need to go through things or it's just too much overall, that's where you need to start moving the furniture, buying a new piece of furniture, a dresser or something isn't necessarily going to solve your problem unless you need some type of storage for something. But if this is clutter, this is stuff beyond, these are clothing that no, no longer fits uh, any of your kiddos. Uh, papers, mail from months ago, that kind of stuff. We have to start there. We have to clear out what is not needed. And then we can take a look and see about, oh, let's move the couch. Oh, let's hang some pictures over here. Let's move this piece of furniture over there. Let's add an island into our kitchen. Hint, hint, James. <laughs> I have kind of some ideas here. Just haven't found the right, the right um, piece of furniture yet or the right inspiration. So the first one is if it's not working for you, make changes. But if there is clutter that needs to be cleaned out first, okay? The next is don't be afraid. This kind of piggybacks on the first one here. Don't be afraid to try things out. I literally just recently moved my living around, room around, not all of it. So in, we have an old home. It's over a hundred years old. The living room's a little bit odd. Uh, it is what it is. It's an old house. It's not, it's not an open house, open floor plan. We say it's not that, but it's, it's cool. I like it. I think it's fun. So in the very front, we call it like a front living room. Actually, I call it a library because that's my plan for it. And I figure if I call it that, that maybe the handyman who lives in my house may actually be able to create that. <laughs> but I just moved things around because it just wasn't working quite well. I added a desk area, office area for myself so that I can keep an eye on everybody coming and going. And that prompted me to make a couple other changes because also in the meantime, we removed the TV from our living room. So just because it's that way doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Don't get stuck in, well, our living room has always looked like this. Oh, we've always had these certain things out on our kitchen counter. Things like, we've always had a toaster on our kitchen counter, but you haven't used it in months. Well, then find a cabinet to put it in, pull it out. So just little things like that. Don't be afraid to try something out. Take that toaster, put it in the cabinet and wait and see. Maybe someone will need it exactly that day when no one has used it in months. One of those things was our microwave. I was trying to get it out of the house. I did not want to be using a microwave anymore. And my family was, let's say, a little resistant to it. But then it started catching food on fire and it was perfect to get it out. And then we had to come up with a new way of how do we heat up leftovers because that's what we eat for lunch. And we did. We figured out a new system. And at first they kept waiting for me to come home with a new microwave. And eventually I didn't. So don't be afraid to try things out. Try like I did. We tried living without a microwave and we all lived probably better off even. And we use that space for something else now. So don't be afraid to try something. Don't get stuck in the way that this has always looked. Number three, I want you to see your home as a mission field. I want you to pour into your husband and into your children. And I also want you to invite others in. So you want to create a space that we can have people come in. You can't barely open up the front door to be able to get in. Well, that's going to be an issue. 
have places for them to put their coats and put their shoes, have comfortable places to sit and relax and have a kitchen that you're able to cook and to entertain other people in. And then it goes with our family, uh, even more so who are in our home every single day. How can we make this place, these whatever square footage you have, work for our family? What's going to work best? Am I finding that kids are dropping things all over by the front door? Well, can we add in some shelves or some hooks? How can we make this better? How can I look at the season in life and figure out what is going to help serve us and help our family to function best in this season right now? Number four, I want you to remember that God sees all that we as homemakers do and he knows what our heart's posture is. And so I want to encourage you to work on that heart posture of yours. If you are having a hard time working hardly or working at homemaking with your whole being or working at it from the soul, just like I mentioned in a previous episode in this series, ask God, ask God to create that in you, that desire to create a home that your family is going to love and to enjoy being in. Again, it, like I mentioned in episodes way back when I first started, I talked a lot about creating, you know, a home and not, not feeling like it's less than because it's not on the cover of a magazine. That's great for them. You focus on what you can do. What can you do with your finances and your budget? What can you do with your time? What can you do with the resources that you have and the space that you have? And remember that God sees all we do. As homemakers, we do so much that nobody sees. We pick up the clothing that nobody even remembers they dropped on the floor. We take the shoes and we put them away that the child doesn't even remember that they left out. This isn't saying that we don't go back and we don't use these as lessons of, hey, by the way, if you leave this out and don't clean it up, somebody has to, and that somebody is mom. <laughs> we remember that in all of these things, God sees all that we do. We need to work for him. And the last thing I want to leave with you is I want you to take time to make your home special, to make the homemaking, the act of the homemaking special. I want you to plant those flowers. Now, if you're going to buy impatience, put them in the shade. Okay. But so take a look at like what kind of sunshine it gets there and pick the appropriate plants. But Plant those flowers, get a couple of pots and put some flowers on the steps of your porch or right outside your door. I, what I did end up doing that, I think that year also, I think this is how I figured it out, is I bought, so it was just an apartment and we had a railing off of our little balcony, I guess. And I bought a couple of those longer kind of pots, like rectangular pots and uh, had hooks and I could hang it over. And I planted some impatience in there and they did fantastic because there was trees all out there and they were all in the shade. And so even if you have a small place and apartment, you can still plant something outside on the balcony. And maybe you don't have any outdoor space. That's okay. Get some live plants, some house plants and bring them into the house. I want you to also, so plant those flowers you've been thinking about. Paint that wall that you've been thinking about. You're like, you know, I've got this extra paint. Well, you know what? I've got an extra 20 bucks in my pocket and I was thinking it would be fun to paint an accent wall. Go for it. I've got a couple in my house and it's kind of been a little bit fun. I'll paint these accent walls and uh, my family's maybe not around or some of them are not around. James will be on a business trip and come home and he's like, oh, okay. 
there we go. In our library, I have a black accent wall. And in our living room, I actually have a pink wall. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I think it's called retro pink from Bear. It's a fun color. I don't know how long it'll stay like that, but it's paint. I can paint over it. So plant those flowers, paint that wall, bake that special dessert for a family game night. Pick up something that would be special and a surprise for your kiddos. I just did this yesterday. Stopped at a farm to pick up some of our milk and eggs and such, and they had their greenhouse open and tons of flowers, and they had this cute... Oh, well, we had a bunch of succulents, and they died over, over the winter time. My daughter didn't put them in the best place. I don't know. They've lived for the past couple of years. But she, we were both pretty sad, and so... At this greenhouse, they had uh, a, a pot of three different types of succulents, and it was like $6. And I was like, you know, this is super cute. She would like this. So I picked it up and just put it on her dresser. And she was working late that night, and she didn't say anything about it, me, about it to me, but I did see it later in her room. She had rearranged it and put it somewhere else. So just take the time to do those special things. They don't have to be anything that is extravagant. They don't have to be anything that costs a lot of money or that takes a lot of time, but it just shows that us making a little bit more of that effort. And it shows that we are doing this homemaking thing, that it is coming from our whole being and from the soul. Can you tell that I like those two versions, the Berean Study Bible and the Berean Literal Bible? I don't know if people have opinions about those things. I just like those couple of words uh, to add on to heartily. But this has been a really fun episode and a really fantastic series. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have not already, like I mentioned earlier, go ahead and leave a review and let me know which episode that you enjoyed the most from this series or overall. I would love to get that feedback from you. And another way that we can interact with one another is through the Facebook group. Go ahead and check out the link in the show notes. And that's where us moms who are listening to this podcast can get to know each other more and I can hear more about your lives and you can share pictures. You can show me some amazing things that you are doing in your homemaking and how you are working heartily at it and working for the Lord every day in this amazing gift of a role that we get to have in our lives as a homemaker. So friend, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. It's been fun to create and share with you. I hope you have a fantastic day and we will see you back here on Monday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.